0: Hey, what's up guys? I hope you guys are having a good day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins and welcome to Your Black World and the Black Business School and uh, DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, Today, I want to talk a little bit about uh, money and uh, financial extravagance. And uh, this week, uh, Meek Mill and Cardi B, Meek Mill and Cardi B, two rappers that you may have heard of, I assume that you have, uh, they had a little bit of controversy because um, they were accused of basically flaunting their wealth. They were accused of uh, being a little bit excessive and, uh, and not showing proper respect to, uh, all the people who are struggling during the pandemic. And so as a result of, uh, of what, you know, kind of went down, uh, the whole internet kind of went crazy. And, uh, there's a lot to talk about, and as you guys know, whenever white people start talking about black people, I think black people should start talking about black people. So later on tonight, as time goes on, I'm going to bring in uh, members of our all-black panel, and they're going to kind of give a perspective that you won't see in mainstream media. So we're going to get started um, in just one second. So buckle up your seatbelt, hit the thumbs up button, and we'll get started now.
1: Here we are, the isms, catechism great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones too late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money and the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, Create jobs, support our own, educate the same, and buy back your home. Got three degrees.
0: Hey, what's going on guys? I hope you guys are having a good day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins and welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. So if you're black and intelligent and also you must love the black community, if you love the black community, put a hashtag B1 in the chat. Hashtag B1 means that we put our community first and uh, we talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. And if you're not black and intelligent, you may want to get out because this conversation is not going to work for you. Now, uh, Cardi B and Meek Mill uh, were in the media this week, and they um, uh, there was a little bit of controversy uh surrounding these two. Uh, Cardi, uh, basically, uh, having to, pretty much this, this is kind of the same controversy. Uh, Cardi B, uh, got beat up on a little bit because she uh seemed to think that uh, that this $88,000 purse that she was uh, considering buying was something that she should want on the internet, and that led people to accuse her of being insensitive. Uh, during the pandemic and stuff like that. And then Meek Mill kind of had an issue because uh, there there was a video of him. And I'll show the video a little bit later, a video of him with a bunch of kids, uh, basically where they're all asking for money and Meek Hands them twenty dollars and says, "Y'all split it," and uh, which which caused a lot of uh, controversy and a lot of crazy responses. And so we're gonna just kind of talk about this, right? We're not jumping in with judgment. I know opinions on this issue vary across the board. There are people on one end who say all oh, these rappers are all crazy and stupid. What's wrong with them? And then there are people on the other side who say, "What the hell's wrong with you, man? You need to be leaving these people alone. Don't get your hand out their pocket, man." Right? I've seen all that. I've seen all the responses, but I think it's worth talking about because I think that as a community we should kind of process these things and decide where you stand where you are, what you believe. So, uh, Meek Mill, Cardi B, let's, let's jump into it. So uh, the first panelist who's just uh, uh, stepped in is Jeff Lightsey Jr. Jeff Lightsey Jr. is part of the Black Boss Channel. The Black Boss Channel, theblackbosschannel.com is a space where black men do all the talking and everybody else does the listening because uh, we should be listening to black men. Uh, and it's also a great place uh, where they talk about sports, politics, wealth, everything that black men care about uh, all the way across the board, education to uh, who won the Steelers game yesterday and Jeff Lightsey Jr., a.k.a. Little Stephen A. Smith is here. Uh, how you doing today, man? Pretty good. I bet you yourself, Doctor Boyce? I'm doing good, brother. Doing good, man. So let, let's hop into it. Okay, so let me uh, just kind of lay the framework out for you, and, and then I'd like to get your initial thoughts. So let's start with Cardi. So Cardi B gets on uh, Instagram, and Cardi is talking about this $88,000 purse that she uh, was thinking about buying. Uh, which, which, which is like, wow, that's this pretty impressive. $88,000 for a yeah. purse. <laughs> uh, $88,000 for a car. Is a lot of money. Uh, you know, some people don't even spend eighty eight thousand dollars for a house, but but she's talking about an eighty eight thousand dollar purse. And uh, and and here's the thing: I, I'm not here to judge whether she has a right to have an eighty eight thousand dollar purse or not. But I'd be cur- but but she got a lot of pushback uh, because she uh, kind of went on the internet and said, "So what do y'all think? Should I get this eighty eight thousand dollar purse or not?" Um, <laughs> uh, so so what what did you think when you saw it go down, Jeff?
1: So with Cardi's thing, I did see it. I kind of watched it live as it was happening. I saw it because it got retweeted on my timeline. And I think somebody was bashing her or something uh, with, what, from what I saw. And so I, I went and, and did some, you know, was just watching live, like I said, as it was happening. And all these people had these varying opinions. You know, I had people that were supporting her saying, you know, Cardi, it's your money. You do what you want. And you had a lot of folks that really wanted her to donate the money, right? Like, it's like you know, it's a pandemic. It's a very expensive purchase. It is, and you're talking about buying this thing during, uh, like I said, during a global pandemic when a lot of people are eat, uh, a lot of people are hurting to eat, right? So my thing about Cardi is, and it's not just her, but anybody with money, whether it's you know you or anybody that in our audience is listening or whatever, do what you want your money like, do whatever you want to do with your money. Like, I mean, hey, if you want to go out and buy an eighty eight thousand dollar bag or eighty eight thousand dollar car or eighty eight thousand dollar hat or whatever you want to do, like by all means, do what you want to do. But, but when you're in a certain space, be ready for certain backlash, right? Like be ready for it. Like if you get on Twitter with Cardi B probably has, I don't know, 30, 20 million followers or whatever on Twitter. And when you get on there and, and say you're considering buying an $88,000 bag during a global pandemic when 30 million Americans are in unemployment, expect some folks to feel a certain kind of way about it. Like you have to. And in, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Cardi. She was just awarded. Uh, I think we showed it in one of our other panels how she was awarded like the artist of the year or the person of the year, or whatever. Right. And she was talking about how she likes to uh, do civil justice and uh, pop her, you know what, right. Like, so, but when right. you step into a civil justice lane, like right. when you decide right. to become yeah. that kind of person, when you decide to take on social justice issues, you're going to be looked at a certain different way, right? Like, you're not just a rapper anymore. You're not just an artist, right? Like, so we know rappers and entertainers or whatever by big luxurious things and things that cost a big bunch of money that's overpriced or whatever they like giving their money to you know these these italian foreign designers or whoever so they they act a certain type of way and they do a certain type of thing but when you step into the social justice issues when you're trying to speak for black people and you speak for the not just regular black folks but the common back black folk then be ready for those black folks to bash back at you when you make expensive purchases (laughs) and i'm sure i mean but that's the thing like anybody that's in business anybody that makes any kind of money even if it's like, if you make $15 an hour, right? Like if you come out there and you flexing and flashing and doing whatever, but you also supposed to be like, you know, representing our people or not just representing our people on the entertainment front. We're talking about a social justice front, right? Like you, you're supposed to be fighting for the Breonna Taylors and for the, and for the George Floyds and for these people. And not to say that you can't, like you have every right to do that, right? But when you step into that lane, you're looked at differently. You're, you're, you're expecting, you're held to a different standard right? Like it it just is what it is no matter what you are. So you're going to get backlash when you do certain things like talk about buying a $90,000 purse. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, you know, I'll tell you what, um, I got a question that I'd like to ask everybody. I'm going to ask this actually on Twitter. Um, has anybody ever seen a purse that you think is even worth $88,000? Like, is there such a thing as an $88,000 purse? Let, let, Let me, let me pull up a picture of the purse, Again, uh, because I'm going to just tell you that that is a that is a a, I'm trying not to cuss. I'm trying to do my give myself a detox off of cussing so much. So I'm (laughs) going to change out a letter at a time. That is a ninety nine. That is an eighty eight thousand dollar mind puck. As far as I'm concerned, like like anybody that convinces you that a purse is worth eighty eight thousand dollars. I don't know. I'm not I'm not even hating on it. Right. But I, I feel like, you know, my grandma could make a purse like that. You know, you give her like some wool and some cotton. She she knows how to yeah. sew. Yeah, like, right. I mean, I don't really. You know, what makes a purse worth eighty eight thousand dollars? I, I think that not. This is not even talking about Cardi B or judgmental on any level. This is just me talking about something called common sense. You know, like. Uh, but but I'm not hating. It's, it's fine. It's her money. It is what it is. But but I think that just as a, as a, the financial guy in me kind of feels the need to step in and ask you this ser- very serious question for everybody that's really like yeah she can do what she wants yeah that's that's what's up oh girl I love that purse okay cool but has there ever been a purse invented in the history of all mankind that is worth eighty eight thousand dollars that that's, that's the, what, what do you think Jeff any you can think of? Is it, have you ever seen a uh, like a seventy two thousand dollar hat or no. a $44,000 jacket. Like no. what have you ever seen in your life that you can put on your body nothing. that is worth, you know, like tens of thousands of dollars,
1: Jeff? No. What do you think? Nothing is worth that much money unless you can if unless it can make you double that, right? Like nothing not no one single item, right? Like your house might be worth 88 grand, right? But then in 10 years your house might be worth 200,000. Right, like, like you, you might buy it for eighty eight, put ten in it, and then you get a return on investment one hundred thousand dollars. A bag, the only reason why that purse, it's not because of its looks, it's not because of its, it, you know, whatever is going on with it. The, the fur makes you fall right to sleep, or something, or 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 as soon as you stick your hand in it, you pull out a hundred dollars. Like, it, there's nothing special about this purse. It's because of the name. It is a Hermes Birkin bag purse, right? And it it, it goes to our obsession with uh, European luxury, right? Like our obsession, and not when I say our, I'm saying black folks, right? Like our obsession with luxury brands and European luxury, for whatever reason, at some point in time, we were told that stuff being made in Europe, as far as when it comes to fashion and high-end retail is better from France or it's better from Italy or it's better from Paris or whatever. So they have (laughs) come and brainwashed us to, to think that, because something is called a Birkin or Hermes or Prada or you know pick your favorite Louis Vuitton or Gucci or whatever, this is is the value is escalated times a hundred, not times ten, times a hundred, and that's why you get a bag that is worth. like that. That makes no sense. And like I said, no magic formula for this bag. If if you wear it, the men you love is not going to fall in love with you. It's not going to make you prettier. It's not going to, you know, enhance your uh, your attributes like it's not going to do anything. It's just literally a bag made by Hermes. And that's why it costs so much.
0: Well, you know what was funny. Uh, first of all, everybody, uh, in case you just came in, uh, we're on DoctorBoysTV.com and the Black Boss channel talking about uh, Cardi B Meek mill and this whole issue of uh, of rappers and financial extravagance uh, and the and the blowback that they received from the from the most mostly from white folks, I think, and some black people too about um, you know sort of flaunting their wealth during a pandemic. You know, so so Cardi goes on uh, Twitter and shows this eighty eight thousand dollar purse. And uh everybody gives her a bunch of uh, flack about it. Uh Cardi then comes back and does some apologies. She does some uh, stuff where she shows some all the charity that she's donated to, etc. And uh so clearly that shows that it affected her. That shows that she did uh, yeah. feel some kind of uh uh connection or, or distress from what people were saying. And then at the end she comes back and says that she bought the purse. Uh and uh and and, and before we even get to meet Mill, because that's another conversation too, because it all kind of ties in together, it ties into uh just you know what what is what what is defined as appropriate behavior, or, or does anything go? It's just a matter of saying, you know what? Who cares? Um, how do people feel? I mean, how do people? How do how does somebody feel if uh, if I if I love Cardi and Meek, and uh, I'm struggling to pay the bills of my family? Uh, we're hungry, like we're physically hungry. We literally have no food, and I and I support you because I think your music is great. And then you ask me uh, right in my face, you know, hey, should I buy this eighty eight thousand dollars purse? and and and, maybe deep down, I'm thinking, well man, there's a lot of things I could do with that eighty eight thousand dollars. There's a lot of things I could do with eighty eight dollars you know there's a lot of things I could do with eight hundred and eighty dollars eighty eight thousand It's unfathomable to a lot of people and uh, and I think you can also understand some people's frustration there, right like yeah. you know like imagine if you got a friend who's like right next to you, there's this funny movie I saw with Jack Black in it. Where basically this guy, these two guys live across the street from each other, and they both go to work together. They both have these regular jobs making like zero dollars, and they would drive raggedy ass cars and wear raggedy clothes. And one day, one of them like invents that like comes up with this stupid invention, like some like uh, he he called, he called it poop spray, where he was spray he was spray on the poop and then it would just disappear, right? And uh, and so he became really rich. And while his friends getting up and going to work every morning, he would see his uh, his other friend, his friend done quit his job. His friend, uh, he said, man, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay uh, right right next to you. I'm not going to change a thing. But his friend like buys a horse. So he's got this big, white, pretty horse <laughs> right across the street. And he builds this gigantic mansion right across the street. He's like, I just want you to know I'm never going to change. We'll be friends forever. And his friend is just pissed. His friend's like, man, F you. Like, I'm still in the struggle. And you're waving all that stuff in my face like you're flaunting this in my face. So is there any justification for those who say, look, we, we know you balling. We know you're Cardi B. We know that you got money. Just keep it to yourself. Like, I mean, is there any argument for that or, or are people just being overly sensitive? No,
1: I, I, there, there definitely is. Because the thing is, like, you can, that, I think it go, kind of goes back to what I said at first. Like, yeah, it's your money. You can do whatever you want. But just know that this comes with it, right? Like, when you decide to be an entertainer or a public figure or whatever, you're subject to criticism. I mean, boys, I'm sure you can speak to it. Like you you are in the public light because you have multiple platforms, you have multiple media platforms. So but you're not on your multiple media platforms talking about buying a Porsche or telling the folks like, oh, I just went out and you know what I'm saying? I just went out and spent you know twenty thousand dollars on whatever. You know what I mean? Like because if you did, people be like, I mean, damn, boys, like you know, like, okay, I get it, you got it, but dang, like, okay, we still coming, folks over here, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that's that's what it is for, for in Cardi's, uh, in her inner, like, realm. Like, man, what,
0: man what, I, I, I had somebody call me out because she literally said, she said, she said that man, my uncle he got some he got he got his teeth fixed. He got his teeth. I, said, Hell, I can't even go to the dentist. Now people tripping over. like I I can't what, would you feel better if all my shit was like rotting out of my mouth? Like would that make you happy? Like you know it was it was so it was funny but you're right though. You're right. I mean, you know that and that's the the hard part, right? When you uh when you eat good and you're in a space where there's a lot of hungry people then uh, you got to be careful because they'll come and eat you. Yes. And, uh, and and it's it's a very difficult kind of thing. And I think that um you know I think that there's a reason why. Uh, and this is really my advice to anybody out here that's listening. Is like if you start doing well and all your relatives are not doing well, eat no matter how much you share, it'll never be enough. And so yes. you know no matter how much you 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 share you share a thousand, they're gonna want t- two thousand. You, you share a million, they're gonna want two million. You share ten million, they're gonna want twenty million. So I think that I can understand some of. I'm not even a big fan of like like just what white supremacy did in terms of pulling Cardi B up above all the great black women that are out here. I, I did not like that. Right. Like, I, I don't think that the most admired black women in America should be women who say I do social justice and I pop my pussy. Right. <laughs> I think that's kind of like, uh, that's not a good reflection of the black woman, uh, but, but I can defend Cardi on the, in the fact that it seems to me like she's a, she's a person that wants to be generous. She mentioned that she takes care of uh, all these aunties, uncles, cousins, and everybody else. And, and, and I think that, 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 that wears your new, you, you got people, yeah. Grabbing, grabbing, grabbing. Nobody's offering nothing. Nobody's showing up to help mm-hmm. you. Everybody's showing up with a handout mm-hmm. and you're handing out stuff to everybody. You help 3,000 people and then that 3,001 person is mad because you're exhausted and you have nothing else to give. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's why a lot of rich people hide. What, what do you think about that? No,
1: th- that's too. And you, you have to remember in, in her space and just any space, especially people with platforms, you're not going to be liked by everyone. Like there's going to be someone, no matter how good you do, is going to hate you. So just try, like, I think in in some cases you should just save yourself from being, from being like, they're going to criticize you on dumb stuff, right? Like no matter what you do, like you said, somebody criticized you for getting your teeth fixed, right? If you're LeBron James, you get criticized for starting a school. It's like, oh, he wants all the attention. So he started a school and all his, all his kids go to, go to college for free. Like what's, what's wrong with LeBron? Like, no, like there's going to be some level of criticism, but I think You should also try sometimes to save yourself from unworn, unwanted criticism. If you want to be liked by everybody, then try not to put yourself out there for criticism. Like you should know, if you're Cardi B, you up there with your phone and you say, "I think I'm about buying a ninety thousand dollar handbag." What do you think is gonna come from that? Like, do you think everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, Cardi, do what you want. We love you. We're gonna support." Like, no, there's gonna be some people like Cardi. You do realize. We're in the middle of a pandemic. You do realize there's 30 million Americans that are on unemployment. You do realize like some folks can't even go to work right now. Like you do realize that's happening outside. Like you you seem so disconnected from the same people that you want to be loved by, and that's what like some stuff. Like I said, you're going to get unwarranted criticism for like whatever, right? But some of this is avoidable. That was avoidable. And, and when you want to be loved by everybody, which Cardi B seems like she genuinely does want to be loved by most people, like. Then you got to be careful. <laughs> you got to be aware. You have to have more better awareness of that. Like, if you really genuinely, like I think she does, want to be loved by as many people as possible, you have to have better awareness. You have to know that your main demographic, you're, uh, you know, you're following, most of your following are black folks. Most of your following are, are and a lot of them, you know, I like guess there's 30 million marriages of unemployment. A lot of them can't afford Christmas gifts this year for whatever, you know, for COVID and for whatever reasons going on. Mm. To, to take you know get their kids lunch or whatever. So when you're talking about behind a ninety thousand dollar bag, <laughs> like that, that to me, like that that that's gonna rub some folks the wrong way.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think that's a tough one. I, I think that's a real tough one. Uh, and by the way, everybody, if you're watching, um, speaking with Jeff Lycey Jr., we're talking about Cardi B, Meek Mill, and uh, uh and basically what obligations celebrities and rappers even have to even care when people get upset that they're flaunting their wealth. Uh, You can follow Jeff, by the way, on social media at uh, at JLightsey7. Jeff does a lot of commentary every single day, especially if you love sports. Uh, he is literally one of the leading sports experts on the entire internet and very productive and he knows his stuff. So if you like sports, uh, all sports, it seems like Jeff seems like you, I know you know a lot about football and basketball. Yeah. What other sports do you do? You kind of talk about? We dived into some boxing.
1: Uh, we, we dived into the, the Mike Tyson, the uh, Floyd Mayweather, Jake Paul. We do, we do a lot of stuff. And then like I'm a black man. So I have opinions on black on black issues. Right. So we talked about the decriminalization of marijuana and all that stuff is going on in the con- in Congress. So yeah, we cover a lot over on the Black Boss Channel. Just whatever comes to mind, I just pop up my computer and get to talking, and, and we interact, we uh, answer comments, answer questions, and, and go live all the
0: time. Yeah, yeah. So everybody should check out Jeff on the channel.com. He's really good. He's up there every day. And we're building black media, and we think that there aren't any very many platforms where black men, like real authentic black men who are not – you know, famous rappers or famous basketball or football players uh, actually get a chance to speak about issues that matter in the community. So that's why we have the Black Balls channel. So I hope you guys will subscribe. Also, wherever you are, hit the thumbs up button, hit the notification bell, and share. Just if you're on Facebook, Twitter, wherever, retweet, share, uh, do something because we're trying to grow black media because we believe we should have our own media, our own ability to have our own conversation about this stuff so we can provide the balance and nuance that white media doesn't doesn't provide. Like so for white media, either the black person's the the complete villain or they're the complete hero. Whereas in our space, we have the ability to look at a person in their entirety, in their whole humanity, and say, okay, this is what they did right, this is what they did wrong, or you messed up here, we still love you, or <laughs> we used to love you, now we don't love you no more, whatever the case may be, right? So so we need to pick our own heroes. That's why, that's why you need your own media, you need your own school. So so follow the platforms, the blackballschannel.com. That's our platform for black men. Okay, so let me let, let's let's dive into meat mill then. All right, so Meek Mill, did you follow what happened with Meek? Yes, I saw everything that happened with Meek. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Meek had a little crazy situation with some kids uh, involving like twenty dollars and uh... some little Atlanta hustlers. By the way, those hustlers in Atlanta, like young kids, I've been there recently
1: and I've you know driven past those those guys. They they want it like, and they see you pull up. I, I mean, we was in a regular old car and they like trying to sell their water and trying to sell whatever. So I get it, they hustling or whatever. But if you pull up in in a, in a Maybach or whatever, Meek was in. Trust me, they go definitely want a little more than
0: twenty bucks. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I play the video so you can kind of see what went down. I'd like to get everybody's thoughts on this. So Meek is uh is out in his uh four hundred thousand dollar Maybach Bentley, whatever yeah. whatever the hell people <laughs> drive to try to you know feel fancy and shit. Like that that's, that's I guess that's what people do, right? Instead of like having substance, everybody gotta have flash. That's the world we live in, whatever. All right, so here so he's driving by in his four hundred thousand dollar car. There's some young dudes out here selling water, and uh, let's just see how this goes down.
1: What is the he support? Has... but what is the support? we We it.
0: My mom sold it, but we You know you can't blend me not gonna split it. What you just
1: gave Don't give it hand him. to 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 split it to
0: okay so uh jeff break down uh what what i just saw in this video
1: so like i said if you ever go down to atlanta and in every like i was down by the mercedes-benz stadium down in atlanta and at the lights, there's little kids. I mean, you see them, they, they're selling like waters. Us, it was Gatorades. They're just doing whatever to hustle, right? Like it's normally like a dollar a bottle or whatever it is. And so obviously they see McNeil pull up in his Bentley or whatever, you know, with the stars in the ceiling or whatever, $400,000 car. And he hands him $20. Well, first he asked him like, what am I supporting? He's like, am I just supporting some hustlers? Am I supporting a football team? Like what? I don't know if they answered or whatever, but then he hands them $20 and he's like, Dude is like twenty dollars. <laughs> like you like, like this is meat meal. Like y'all on the internet with money, like you know what I'm saying? Twenty dollars. He said, Y'all need to split that, like split. It's like six. It normally I would tell you when I went, it's about 10 of them out there, right? Like it's five on one little median, five on the other median. So we're talking about 10 kids splitting 20. dollars It ain't much of a come up when you see a famous rapper who talks about having all this money and all that kind of stuff. So you know they were kind of disappointed, like, dang meek, are you gonna bless me? Like, what, what's going on? And and he was like, Yeah, that's a dub. Like, that's twenty dollars. But it's like twenty dollars. It's it's ten of us out here. You basically just gave us two dollars a piece, and you meek meal. So that's that's kind of what just happened took place in that video.
0: Okay, okay, so uh here, here's the question that I have at the end of the day. First of all, I I what tell you how stupid I am. I was trying to remember, like, what's a dub? Wait, I thought yeah. I, I don't know why I thought a dub was a hundred dollars. I, no. I don't know why, right? <laughs> like double like dude like, yeah. like for, <laughs> I guess, all right. so, so so meek is driving and, and the dudes are, are hustling they're trying to get the water uh, meek gives them a dub um, he says y'all split that and they're expecting more they're like okay you you're meek mill your car is like like, I, like your car is worth more than like all of our parents houses combined right Or yes. like, your car is worth more than what our parents all make in a year put together, right? Yeah. <laughs> so if you give us twenty dollars now, that's an interesting one, right? Because because Meek doesn't have to do anything, right? He doesn't. Sure. You know, charity is voluntary by definition, sure. Um, and also we do understand, you know, that 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 the pressure can be heavy, right? We talked about that, right? With Cardi B, yeah. that yeah. that when you are a celebrity, and you got money. Everybody wants something. It becomes difficult. Um, Also. You, As you mentioned, in Atlanta, just like it is in other places, I remember I went to Africa, um, I, I, I gave a lot when I was in Africa. I, I literally would empty my pockets every time I went out because there were so many kids that would just being in the hot sun, just hustling. I admired their hustle, and I, and I had a heart for what they were dealing with. So I literally would just empty my pockets. And what would happen is that literally the fact that I was giving so much money away Made it harder for me to get away. Physically. Yeah, they want more. Yeah, like they like, like, okay, we got one, we got a sucker here. We're gonna get this dude right, <laughs> and it became and it was real aggressive, right? Yeah, so, no, they like, like that. Yeah, yeah. You On know, one hand, you admire it. On the other hand, you're like, man, I gotta shut this down, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so so it, it, it that so that's it seems like that's what Meek was dealing with. Um, now here's a question I want to ask though: Do you think that that he could be challenged though to kind of say? Yeah, we get it. We know about the pressure, but it was $20. Like, like, do you think that they that the kids might have had a point that, look, you're driving this $400,000 car. Uh, We know that there's probably some nerdy white boy with a startup company where you've invested $10 million along with Jay-Z. Because they write fat checks to white people. Let's keep it going. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Give me a guess in the chat if you know what I'm talking about. They will write big checks to white people and their little startup businesses, right? That's how they get paid. So they get to the black community. And it's not a big check. It's a, it becomes a dove.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I <laughs> know. What, yeah, no. what do you think about that? Well, uh, what I will say is the kids in Atlanta are aggressive. <laughs> like so, I just might, I want to share my story. When I was with I was with my girlfriend, and and she gave them, you know, she bought like two waters or two Gatorades or whatever. And and another kid came on because I was I was riding passenger. He came to my window. was like, "What you got for me?" I'm like, "Hold on, dog." She just paid, buddy. Like back back up. So they are aggressive. I will say that. But the second thing, I think the biggest problem I had with Meek, it's not even just the fact that he gave him twenty dollars. And like you said, it's your money; you do what you want with it. It's the fact, and it, it kind of goes with, with Cardi. It's the fact that he recorded it, right? Like everybody, you you don't have to record everything. Like what what, what was the point of that? Like like what did you think? The same with Cardi tweeting about a ninety thousand dollars back, Meek. What did you think was going to come about you giving a group of kids twenty bucks and you put it on the internet? Like, didn't nobody put a gun in your head, tell you to a hey, show that you giving twenty dollars to a, a bunch of young hustlers? Like, no, just how about you give you twenty dollars, tell them, tell them, you know, what? whatever you feel the same thing. You can have the same interaction. We'd never know about it. Just like Cardi tweeting about the bag. We'd never know about it. You just bought the bag and say, hey, look at my new bag or whatever. But with, the, with, the, with the, it's the it's the age of social media and our and our celebrities obsession with getting folks attention and, and loving it and, and obsessing over it. But then, you know, like you got to face the criticism. Like some of it, like I said, sometimes it's okay to keep things to yourself, right? Like so, in me, in meek, you give you riding around in a four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar car, and you giving a group of young hustlers twenty dollars when you probably have ten thousand in your pocket, you know? Because it's it's all that is also on social media. You show off your money. Like it's not like you don't show it off, mm-hmm. and we don't know how much meek has. Like we know meek got it, right? And so when you record it mm-hmm. and talk. Only gave these kids $20, then you're letting yourself open open season. You know what I mean? Like it's it's going to be people that are gonna be very critical and very harsh of what you're doing.
0: Wow. I think that is uh that's that's a powerful point. And uh literally while you were talking, I was uh I I had Jeff Jeff challenging challenges me on my research game because he always shows up with all the facts and all the information. He's a very highly trained journalist. He went to Western Kentucky University, which I know has a great journalism school. Um, and uh, and so what I did was I wanted to match his high quality research. So I did a Google search, <laughs> which <laughs> we know that that's the essence of high that, quality that's research. Good research. It you a lot. You, which Google search will tell you a whole lot about whatever you want to know. It really can. And let me tell you what I searched, man. You want to know what I searched? What was that? I searched for meat meal and money. <laughs> so, so now, keep in mind, Meek gave he gave these kids a dub, right? Mm-hmm. The young person's got a dub. Take your dub and just get out of my face. He put it on the internet, right? Okay. Which is which, right there. That that should be an intellectual property conversation in the sense that rappers can't become famous without getting hood credibility, right? R- rappers make billions as a collective. Billions. Are y'all hearing me? Rappers make billions, and, and white record labels, by the way, white record labels make billions. By capturing the hood. Uh, you ever see those videos with where, where rappers rapping with a bunch of like little 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 uh you know, little little kids behind them that look like they, they got their clothes at Walmart? You know, I'm, I'm not making fun of them, but I'm serious. Like, like somebody might be on a bike, it'd be a grown man on the bike, and that you know, that they, they they that's like how they get their credibility, right?
1: The so of the trap, room. like it's the essence of the trap, it's the essence of authenticity of, of what's going on, like talking about what's happening, where I'm from and the, the neighborhood that I grew up in, that's that's the essence of rap. That's the essence of hip hop. And that's what sells, right? Like authenticity, or even if it, it don't even have to be real. It could be make-believe, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're just a good storyteller. You know what I'm saying? Like you were mm-hmm. able to make a song that sounds good. And even if it's fake, you could be from the whitest of white suburban uh, neighborhood. But if you sound like you from that life or you're about that life, it's going to sell.
0: Wow. Uh, and that's a good point. So I think that really is, as critical thinkers, because that's what we are here. We're not, just here to talk. We're not here to just observe and follow along. I want you to have your own opinion, but I want you to just kind of consider or reconsider just how many times you've seen uh, videos of rappers who are super clean, wearing the, the freshest clothes, European clothes, by the way, not not black owned, not black made, but European clothes in a, with a with a Bentley, like right in the hood. Like visualize that, like you in the poorest part of the hood and you got a Bentley. And that somehow is a good thing. Like we think that that's a wonderful thing. Like, oh, you're repping the hood, you're repping the hood. No, you're actually profiting from the hood because without the hood, you have no credibility. I, I spoke to, um, I remember I spoke to the CEO of the Jordan brand one time. And I remember how, I, I never forgot how he mentioned that that the Jordan brand along with a lot of other brands, not just Jordan, Beach by Dre, all that. Uh, I, I also met the guy who invented the Beach by Dre headphones. And one of the things I remember is uh, gaining this understanding that they use the the urban black male in particular, like the black kid in the hood who is selling water on the corner or the 16-year-old black boy as like a template, as a prototype that allows them to influence the world. Like like hood culture influences the whole world and they make a trillion dollars off of that. Like, so black folks just have to kind of be aware of how that game is played. So let me just show you, I did a Google search on meat, meal, and money. And let me show you what came up. Now, mind you, keep this in mind as you think about the dub. That he handed those kids, and I'm not dissing Meek at all. This is not a diss at all, and this is not. We're not here to diss people. We're here to point out facts. So here are pictures of Meek. Uh, there's an image of Meek with uh, on a private jet. With a big b- bunch of money, another one where he's using money as like a telephone. I, I don't know where the hell that came from. Uh, another one where he's got a big stack of dollar bills, like he's I don't know, like maybe he could have gave that to the kids instead of the dub. Like I don't know because he's using it as a telephone, so that obviously, it must mean he has extra money around. Um, here's another one to meet with using the the this. I don't know. I guess that's a phone or something. And uh, here's another one right here. I, I like this one. This is one where he's asleep with a bunch of money next to him. Uh, and if you go, to, so you go down. I mean. You see this, right? You see all of this, and I'm trying to figure out, like, when we celebrate that, like, like what are we really celebrating? Like, what are we really, you know, happy about or proud of? I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like, what is that? Like, what is that? Like, so, so the kids see all of this. They see and it. The kids, the kids going home. A lot of these kids. Let's be real. A lot of these kids might be going home to a struggling single mama. Struggling single mama. Maybe he's selling that water so that his mama can pay bills. You never know. Right. And the other kid, the last part, the kid where he had the money and he's showing the money, what's he doing? He's imitating the rappers. Meek. <laughs> meek. Right. He's trying to be like Meek. So at what point do we as men and, and as adults look back at that and say there's something wrong with this picture, that this picture has to be adjusted? Uh, what do you think, Jeff? Well, the biggest thing, like I said, like you touched on uh,
1: meek, when you show that kind of money, you show that kind of stuff, those kids see that. Right. Like the kids. So the kids know when you pull up and hand them twenty dollars, they can go Google meek money, meek meal money and see you with the money phone. Right. And it'd be like, damn, this dude just gave me twenty dollars. And I see him on several different pictures. That that, that wasn't just one day with the same s- stack of money. Those are several different pictures over several years. Right. With all this money. And so what 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 that money does. And, I, and I'll tell you this because I'm a fan of meek meal. And so I see his social media posts and stuff. And a lot of what he says on Instagram and on social media, when he posts money and posts the private jets and posts the fancy cars and stuff, he says for motivational purposes only, right? Like that, that is a big hashtag of his for motivational purposes only. And so what I think it does, what it's, what it's supposed to do, what I think his his goal is to every black boy in America, every black kid in America, any, any person from the streets or from the suburbs or whatever that you can have this too. Like, if you work hard like I did and you do what you're supposed to do, whether that's get good grades, start a business, do whatever you're supposed to do, you can have this as well. And I think that's his, that, that's why he's doing it. Like, that is his purpose of showing off his money, showing off his wealth, showing off, the, you know, the fancy cars and his luxur- luxurious lifestyle. It's for promoter- motivational purposes only. You know, and for whatever, you know, whatever direction you lean on that is is how it falls.
0: Okay, let me ask you a question, Jeff. Uh, Jeff Lighty Jr. I'm going to show you his picture. I'm gonna pick this particular one. If I'm if I'm a kid in the hood and I'm struggling, right? And uh and I and I don't have a pot to piss in, um, and I see that on the internet. I'm just curious. I'm just trying to figure this out. I'm really asking this question openly without any judgment. I'm trying to evaluate this. Um, what does that picture motivate me to do? Like, what does that say to me? Does that say um, you know, grow up and become a lawyer or a doctor? Does that say, you know, like like what 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 does that really say? I I don't know. I I'd be curious to know like what because you process it right? Yeah. You no. Know, first of all, we don't even know. You know, rappers rappers pretend so much. You never know which money's theirs and which one's not their money, right? That's mm-hmm. the first thing. But then second of all, it, it, there's the culture. There's a culture of being uh, extravagant, right? That's yeah. that kind of something somebody created. And then third, uh, Meek didn't really. You know, he's a good he's a good rapper, but. But he got that because a white man signed him to a record label. I'm sure, and I guess he works for Jay Z now. But usually, there's like a white guy somewhere in the in the picture somewhere, right in the background in the backdrop, or maybe your label is owned by their label, so you pretend to have a label, but really they're the ones who are bankrolling all of this. So yeah. it really comes because it's really truth Be told, if white people decided, you know, we're done with Meat Mill, we're going to cancel you, you'll never make money again. He will be done, like and that. That's and that's that's really something I think we got to think about in terms of what it means for a black men to have power. If you're in a position where a white man can push a button and in your whole career just end you, make you disappear, um, do you really have power, or is that all kind of an act? So, what does that really motivate me to do if I'm if I'm 12 years old if I see that picture?
1: Well, initially, just without, like I said, me, someone at 25 can kind of process what me means by for motivational purposes only. Like I, I can get it. Like it doesn't it doesn't mean one lane only. Like it means like okay, if I work hard and do what I'm supposed to do, I can make Money like meek. I can be able to have my own money phone or whatever. But I think at 12 or even younger, if you're on Instagram or whatever and you see that, you think, Man, I gotta rap to do that. You know what I'm saying? I gotta become a rapper and I gotta and so then you go listen to me and hear what Meek's talking about. And we know what what's in modern day rap music by most artists, meek meek mill included, it's about killing and, you know, selling drugs and getting all the women and buying all the fancy cars. So we know that's in, that's what's in rap music. And it's in, and Meek is not excluded. Like he is included in that same kind of group. So I think that's what and that's what motivates. So that's the thing. It motivates the next up and coming rapper. So what do they rap about? Well, they rap about the same thing Meek Mill did. Because guess what? Meek Mill had the money. So I want the same money that Meek Mill got. And so I talk about the same things. And it's a, you know, a revolving door of, of music that stimulates the next generation of kids that gets their same money the same way. And that keeps us almost in the same cycle. And that's what, like I said, someone older like me can kind of process what Meek is going for by saying for motivational purposes only. You work hard like I did, you can get money like I do. But someone who's 12, you know, or someone who's younger or someone from the hood or someone that that thinks like, okay, I got to make it musically because that's what Meek did because he was in the same position I was in when we were both young. Then they might go out and try to try to do that. Or and this, and I hate to say this, or it might motivate someone to say, "Man, I'll rob Meek Mill." You know, he's showing off, and I don't got nothing. I'll go take his. You know, if I can't make it because I can't rap, I can't dance, I'm not an entertainer, and I don't, you know, I don't believe in myself. This education system has failed me, or whatever. Then I'll go take his. And that's why you see some of these guys end up getting shot and killed. Rappers, in particular, you know, getting shot and killed and robbed, or whatever is taking place. Rappers, more so than any other group of entertainers. Are the ones that get killed, shot, and killed the most, and it's because of the the, the lyrics that they put out, the lifestyle that they live, and, and and the flexing and flossing that takes place within the rap community. You don't see, you know, for the most part, you don't see high end actors, right? Like I remember Vigilante was saying, you know, movies influence just like music. It's not the same because you don't see high end actors getting killed. Denzel Washington's 60, right? He's 60 years old. There's not a whole lot of rappers that rap about the same stuff that Meek Mill and all this stuff that make it to 60. Right. Like that it just is what it is. And so that is because of the lifestyle and the that the image that they must upkeep and the lifestyle that they live ultimately leads a lot of times to their own downfall.
0: Boys, I think. sorry. Sorry. Thanks, man. Uh, everybody, I'm speaking to Jeff Licey Jr. Jeff Licey Jr. is from the Black Boss Channel, theblackbosschannel.com. Uh, and also, by the way, a lot of you are watching on different platforms, maybe watching on Financial Juneteenth TV. Uh, if you could, right quick, uh, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button wherever you are. Hit the thumbs up button. Uh, hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell so you'll be notified when we go live. Also, you can text the word VOICE to 31996. Uh, if you want to be notified when we go live, text VOICE to 31996. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to something. We're building Black owned media so we can have intelligent Black conversations. So let let me let me just dive into that. Then, uh, you know, when you, when you, when you think about what happened with Cardi B this week, and then you think about what happened to Meek Mill. So Cardi B's uh, flaunting the the, the uh, eighty eight thousand dollar purse, uh, and people give her backlash on it. Uh, I don't care so much about the backlash because I, I I tend to be in the category saying, you know what, I'm okay with letting people live uh, as long as how you live doesn't harm other people. So when it comes to Cardi B. Uh, I'm gonna step in when I say, "Look, man, look, 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 lady, why are you trying to convince you know my my ten year old daughter that she should go sell her uh, her coochie for a Gucci bag like that? That's not cool." right? So I have to have talks with my kids and help them understand like this is not the way to go. But a lot of little girls don't have daddies in the house to have that conversation with them. And they and then maybe they, they see somebody, they see pe- the, the adults around them twerking to that music. So they think that that's cool. They think that's the way to go. And Cardi, as well as I, we both agree. We both know that that stripper, stripper life ain't the life that you want little black girls to aim for. So stop glorifying that nonsense, right? That's ridiculous. Now with, with Meek, uh, you had the whole thing with him and the... um and the uh, the kids and and the handing out the dubs and y'all split it. But then on Instagram, the child goes to Instagram. He sees you holding up literally a stack of hundreds like this <laughs> as a telephone. I I'm, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna be like, nah, man. Like like you need to really invest in me and invest in my future. Don't don't just put up a picture for motivational purposes. How about you invest in my little water business for motivational purposes? How about that? How about you notice I'm not telling me what to do now. It's again, I'm in the whole live and let live. I voted libertarian, by the way, which kind of means I kind of believe in freedom. Like do what you want me. But seriously, maybe, maybe a better way to kind of engage with those young guys is to identify the fact that the hustler spirit, is a billion dollar energy like that's a billion dollar energy that that is the same energy that Elon Musk used to build Tesla and, and become worth a hundred billion dollars or Jeff Bezos used to build Amazon, right? The question is, who's investing in our versions of e- our little Elon Musks, our little Jeff Bezoses? When I see those guys out there, those kids 13 14 years old, you've got very little guidance from the OGs around you, right? That you know, all you get from the older guys is you get a dub. Right, If they see you selling water, they'll hand you a dub as they drive by in their $400,000 car. You see them on Instagram as they are showing you how much money they made rapping, even though we know that there's not enough jobs available in the rap industry to employ every black man in America. Seriously, they don't have enough jobs for all of y'all. We have an oversupply of 40-year-old rappers. Can we? Even do that? We have an over we have flooded the market with rappers. There ain't enough room for all of y'all, right? So, so 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 you you it's 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 crazy, right? So the question becomes: when you see those little kids and those kids with all this potential, and you're supposed to be black, right? Um, where do we invest in those kids the same way we invest in the white boy in Silicon Valley who's got the little startup? You know, think about this. Do you know how many times these ra- you know rappers from the street, from the hood, will spend more time with a little nerdy white boy who went to Duke, who who created a startup in uh, in Silicon Valley, and they'll write bigger checks for that than they do like when they come back to the hood. And and it doesn't mean that they're sellouts. It doesn't mean that they're bad people. This might just be a matter of guidance, a matter of saying let's really process this. Let's have some economic consciousness here and think about the disparity here. The disparity isn't just with what white people do. Sometimes the disparity is what black people do because white people told them that that's what they're supposed to do right a lot of our athletes ignored the black community because their coaches would say well you don't want to get involved with all the all those protesting and everything because you you need to show it you know get on the field just play just don't do no talking just play well LeBron broke that mold LeBron said no I'm not going to shut up and dribble I have a greater obligation well the same thing might be true with rappers um you know what is your obligation what is your goal is your goal to just roll through the hood and you maybach back and hand out a dub or is your goal to say I'm gonna do what I can to see if we can transform the hood by taking all this amazing energy I mean you People understand when you see 11 year old kid hustling in 90 degree heat, passing water and selling more assertively than an adult, that is a billionaire, millionaire mindset in the making. You must nurture that. You can't just run past the kids and be like, get your little, get your hands off my car, you little dusty. Like like you don't do that. You got to say, okay, let me go ahead and really help you accelerate this thing because you're showing the type of potential. The streets have hardened you and molded you into somebody who has a tremendous amount of ability. And I don't want you to end up in jail like they did with the rest of our soldiers with the Biden crime bill. Uh, give me your thoughts on what I just said. I don't even have a question. I just want to know your thoughts. No, I, I, I agree with that, because like you
1: said, I mean, I, I can I can tell you straight up folks that the folks that want money, the hustlers are the ones that's going out there selling that water. It ain't it ain't regular folks. It ain't folks who who grew up this privilege that that just think like, oh, they don't think of they don't think of money. Those those little boys out there are out there hustling because they want Money. They want to. They want to live a certain type of way. They want to help themselves out. They want to help their family out, and that's why you out there selling water because that that kind of lifestyle, the hand to hand sale, way, you know, million to one people, a hundred people to tell you no before you get a yes, right? Like so, you got and they're aggressive. Like I said, I've been in Atlanta. The folks are aggressive down there, but and like you said, that is a mindset that isn't it isn't instilled in everybody. That is a mindset that everybody don't have. It is a mindset that can lead to you making a bunch of money, or starting a very good business, or, or being a very good, you know, employee. If that's what your desire is to to help and you know contribute contribute to certain styles of business. And I think, like you said, me or so, whoever should be able to nurture that and help them in their journey of becoming what they what they see on TV, even becoming a successful person. And I, you don't have to have a money phone to be successful. I mean, we all know that. There's different levels of success there's different definitions of success. And but you can, you know, help them folks out, not just put $20 in their pocket between, you know, $20 split between 10 kids and help them get to where they are trying to go. And that's, and that's why I think can can take place and like I said it goes back to even if you don't want to give out your money because you are meek meal, that is money you deserve, that is money you earn. You got to record it, man. Everything don't need to be on social media and 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 I don't know what in the hell you thought you was going what kind of you know clout you was going to get from handing 10 kids $20 and tell them to split it. I don't know what in the (laughs) world you except for, you know, hate or backlash or whatever. Like you get 10 kids while you got pictures all over the internet with money phones and private jets and fancy cars and you're riding around in the Porsche or Maybach. I don't know what you thought was going to happen when you tell 10 kids to split it up. I don't know. I I have no idea what was going on in that thought process.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Uh, uh, by the way, everybody, I'm talking to Jeff Lightsey Jr. from the Black Boss Channel. We're talking about Meek Mill, Cardi B, and uh, and and what obligation rappers even have to even care about the suffering of poor people. Uh, what what obligation do they have uh, when it comes to money? Uh, maybe they have no obligation. Maybe you think they should do more. It's totally up to you. We don't care what your opinion is as long as you allow other people to have freedom of, uh, freedom of expression. Uh, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button. And uh, also, Jeff is at JLite7, so you should follow Jeff online. Uh, he's very, very good in the area of sports and, uh, and just social commentary in general. Uh, and so uh, if you want to hear from a, a smart young brother, go, go follow Jay Lightsey7 on all social media platforms. And also, uh, those of you who want to actually uh, I- implement agendas in your own family that will make your life better off, we have a bunch of free resources at theallblackagenda.com, theallblackagenda.com. We have things like the $5 day investment plan. We put a link to the Homie Ice Cube's uh, 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 contract with Black America, uh, which is very well done, by the way. Ice Cube did a great job with that. And, and that to me, to me, I, I, I will put that in the category, not to put Ice Cube on a pedestal to say other rappers are, are not doing what they're doing. But but, but I, what I like about that is, um, you know, th- there's a difference between me saying, I want to motivate you by showing you how well I'm doing versus saying, I'm going to motivate you by, sh- by by showing you that I care about how well you're doing, right? That I really am invested in your life, that I really want to know how I can use my power to truly invest in the hood. And, uh, and here's another point here. This is a subtle point. People don't pick up on this. But if you notice, uh, when, when Cardi or whoever, when they're talking about uh, white people and things they do with white people, it's it's business. They do grown up business with white people. They make investments with white people. They invest in those little tech startups started by the nerdy white boys in Silicon Valley. They um, they do business with with Apple and Universal Music and everything else. They're doing business, big boy, grown folk business with, with white folks, with black people. It's the conversation shifts to charity. It shifts to uh, here. I'm gonna hand you a dub, or here I made donations to the such and such, right? And and people have to understand how unempowering that language is, because basically what you're saying is that uh, with the white community, I do grown up stuff, right? We're economically mature. We do big multi million dollar deals. But when it comes to black people, I just hand them a couple dollars here and there. I throw them a couple chicken scraps, you know, just something so they can get by to show them that I have a heart uh, when really it should be the other way around. I, I personally think that, uh, when you talk about investing, I, you know, I, I have yet really, actually, I can't think of any artist I know of who ha- is really making substantial multi-million, multi-billion dollar investments directly in the hood. Like, you know, and it's not even really, uh, criticizing. It's really a challenge. Like, so I would be curious to see, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're talking about bossing up, like if you're on, the, if you're on your private jet with a big uh, telephone made out of money, um, okay, you're a boss. All right. Well, you know what bosses do? Bosses make boss moves. Uh, a boss move is to say that I put, I injected a billion dollars into the South side of Chicago, and now I can point to 10,000 people <clears throat> that, not, not four or five, not three cousins and two uncles and an auntie, but 10,000 black people that now have uh, jobs and businesses in my old neighborhood because I am successful. And, and it happens. Uh, I, and you can speak to this, man. Um, uh, Manny Pacquiao, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you can help me fill in the void on this because you know more about boxing now, do Jeff? Mm-hmm. But did Manny Pacquiao like he did some major shit like back in his home community, right? Right. So, yeah. So,
1: so Manny Pacquiao is is still a senator over. He's a senator actually over in the Philippines. But what he did was, like you said, he came over. He's a talented boxer, right? All the money in boxing is in the United States, so he made hundreds of millions of dollars in boxing in the United States and went back over to the Philippines and got everybody right. Like, you know what I'm saying? He got his hometown right. Like, yeah, America is where the money's at, but America's not what I want to be at. America's where I'm going to earn my check, get what I need to get, and get out. You know what I'm saying? Pacquiao's actually still fighting because because he's given so much money away. And some of the, you know, he's been in some trouble a little bit, but he has donated a bunch of money and invested in his part of the Philippines to make sure that
0: everybody can eat. Mm. And, and and you know what? And the interesting thing, too, is uh, and here's some images of Pacquiao. I remember I remember hearing about him building that housing complex or something where all these people now have homes because Manny built these houses. And you look at that. Right. And and, and here's the thing. Right. Like a lot of times I would argue that that kind of stuff happens because the celebrities, they, they, they put a, they have a certain expectation on them. You know, Dr. Claude Anderson talks about codes of conduct. That you expect, that you you expect that when people, like if you're Jewish and you are Jewish and you go out and you make a, a billion dollars off of something that the Jewish community gives you, you're expected to come back and and, and dump a bunch of that money back into that community. You can't just say, well, I'm going to throw you a dub and uh, and that's it. Like get you a little dusty, but I'll be keep keeping hands off my car. You're expected to really come back and have a substantial role in the development of that community. And I wonder why black people have a hard time understanding that. I think I think a lot of it, man, is, is is low self-esteem. Like, I really think that we are white supremacists. I believe that we believe that our people don't deserve the best. I believe that we think that we should be suffering. We, we're used to suffering. We're good at suffering and surviving suffering. So we kind of see it as okay that there are people who come out of the hood, who use the hood, use the branding of the hood in order to go out to the world and make a bunch of money, and we really don't even feel like that person owes anything to anybody but themselves and, and, and Gucci, maybe they can go spend money Gucci and Louis. But uh, that's probably like little, literally entertainers who spend more money on luxury items than they invest in in their own people. Um, I kind of wonder if that's if that's the ethic that we should have as a community.
1: Well, that's what what's
0: what you talk though. Think about when you're very young,
1: especially if you grew up in an inner city or you grew up in some kind of housing project or whatever. You're told to get your money and get out. Right, like mm-hmm. you're, you're not told to get your money and invest. You're told you get your money so you can get out of here, so you don't have to be where I'm at, so you can live a better lifestyle than me. So you get your money, you move to the suburban uh, neighborhoods or whatever, you send your kids to private schools, and then and then that your your hood is still the same. Your people are still the same. Like who all them folks that you left behind are still the same. They're still in, they're not in a better spot than they were. Right, like even though one of their own made it out. Like the, the, the place where they came from is still the same because the guy made it out never looked back. He, he ran away, he ran as far as he could. And that, and that's what that that's the cycle of the black community, right? Like that's, that's what we're always taught. I mean, I know for a fact that I was taught from a very young age that you make your money, especially if you're from the inner city. I was from, you know, West End Louisville, you make your money, you do what you're supposed to do and you move out. But that was one thing I know my mom was so adamant about never leaving West End Louisville because there's too many folks that leave and, and just turn their back on the community. And then they just forget where they come from. And so therefore the community never gets better. It stays the same. And and, and sometimes it gets worse because one of your be- be- biggest and best brightest minds have moved out. And, and it, now that's gone. You know, that little piece of uh, the brightness or one of the brightest that you ever had, he didn't inspire others to become bright. He just left them. He left them in the dust. And that, and that's what happens in a lot of black communities.
0: Mm. Okay. Well, you know what? And I saw a comment and I saw somebody that said, uh, Jamal said, if you put in the work, you have the right to flaunt uh, whatever you want, um, and uh, if you want to, if you want to flaunt, then you should put in the work too. And I, I think that that's a that's a little bit of a myth too. I, I think that we have this perception that rich rappers put in more work than other people, and let's just keep it one hundred. You know, <clears throat> again, a lot of times what the people that you define to be successful Black people are simply Black people who were selected by white people. They are very hardworking Black people, very intelligent, very capable Black people. who were actually rejected by white people because they were trying to be too black. They were trying to help the black community too much. Uh, Politicians that couldn't get elected because they really, really cared about the black community. And you look at those individuals as failures. So a lot of times you look at the failures as successes and the successes as failures, and it it should actually be the other way around. The people that really, I think, uh, and it's going to take a while to get there. I think the people that we should really be celebrating the most are uh, the people that are really in there, really putting in work. So when you talk about Jamal, like I saw a comment from a guy named Jamal here, uh, if you talk about what it means to put in work, uh, it's not just what work you put in, it's where are you putting in work, right? It ain't just the what, it's the where. China does this, actually. China does China does not care how successful you are if you ain't doing nothing for China. That They have a China-first philosophy. They are very good at powernomics. They take care of China first, period. Right. And, and that's why they have economic domination throughout the world, because they made it clear. Like, look, we don't care if you become a great scientist and you go leave and go to the United States and you're at Harvard or MIT and you're doing great work for the Americans. Then who cares what you're doing? You're not helping anybody. It's, it's like it's like you're doing nothing. Right. But if you come back to China now and you're doing things back in your old hood and, and you're helping China do better, then we will celebrate you. But we're not going to celebrate you <clears throat> just because you're celebrated by our enemy. Like you being celebrated by our enemy does not mean we're going to celebrate you. Black people, on the other hand, we celebrate people who are celebrated by our enemy. And then we wonder why our enemies dominate us so well. Process that. Are you guys hearing me? Give me a yes and no in the chat if you follow what I'm saying. You celebrate people more if they are celebrated by your enemy. If your enemy is celebrating that person, then why are you celebrating that person too? And then then acting surprised when your head is straight for self-destruction. Uh, well, uh, go ahead, uh, Jeff. I have at word on this. Give, give me a. No, that,
1: that reminds me because, like, like you said, the, things like the Oscars or the Emmys or the you know the Grammys or whatever, like, like that is a that is a stamp of approval. Like that is the celebration you know celebration that you're talking about as far as entertainment goes. But it, you know, and people get so mad, like black artists or black you know actors or black you know whatever it is, get so pissed right when they're not nominated for a Grammy. Or they're not, or they lose out on an Emmy, or they lose out on an Oscar. But that is that stamp of approval by you know group by the white people, and that and that that is it, a lot of folks are controlled by that, right? Like it, it pisses them off to go and bash everybody or bash whatever entertainment that you're in. It's like, well, that don't make that don't mean you're a bad whatever you do. Like just because you didn't get an Oscar or just because you weren't nominated for a Grammy, don't mean that you're not the best at what you do. But you, like you said, it, a lot of folks need that you know validation from white folks to feel like they've accomplished something. And that's why I think that they, you know, the same thing that happens to the little boy in the hood that becomes a genius or whatever, and becomes very successful. And he moves out to the suburbs. Why does he move out to the suburbs? Because for some reason, even though he just grew up in that same environment, he's told that that environment is bad. That's where the bad people live. That's where you're going to get robbed. That's where these people are jealous of you. They want all your stuff. And that's not true. That is not true. Like, cause you were that same kid. Did you feel that way when you were coming up? Right. Like, did you were you? Mm. Did you want to go out and rob and steal and do all that? No, you wanted to work hard, too. And so you could be the person that inspires a kid that was just like you. You go back and instead of just one of y'all making it, say I have a graduating class or out of a neighborhood or whatever, it could be 10 of y'all to make it or 20 mm. and 30. and You continue to pass it on. But you're told from a from a young age, grow up, get your money, get your awards validated by the white folks. And then move on. Send your kid to private schools, you know, send, you know, send your kids instead of public schools. send your kid to private schools, live in the suburbs. And, and that's how you live a good life. And that is that's just not true. That's just mm. not true at all.
0: <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know what they say <clears throat> being next to whiteliness is being next to godliness. Like, we, we we really want to be next to next to that man. Like we really think that being next to <clears throat> that our kid going to school next to a white kid makes them smarter. Like that, that was the whole foundation, <clears throat> the whole principle of things like Brown versus Board of Education, that yeah. they literally felt that a black child could not be educated if they were not in class with a white child, right? And so a lot of black folks kind of get into, into that mindset <clears throat> that says, you know, I want to get away from my own and I'm going to get you know closer to everybody else uh, because you, you don't love yourself, right? It's just self-love. That's that's really what it all, a lot of it boils down to. So um, let, let's say this, I think we can walk away with this conclusion. Uh, I don't think that Cardi B or Meek Mill have to do anything that we say. And I'm not here to in any way uh, bash them. I know black folks love to protect their heroes. That's, that's one thing that's really funny is is uh, <clears throat> we will fight like hell to protect somebody who don't give a damn about us. But, you know, but again, I understand it comes from your low self-esteem. It comes from the fact that you you don't feel like you have the right to have anything going on. So you stand up for somebody because they made a good song or because they twerk really well. But uh, what I would say is that I want you to care about you. Um, I I want you to kind of decide what your values should be and what people you should look up to and what your criterion should be. So uh so uh I want to say thank you to Jeff, Jeff Lighty Jr. uh at the Black Boss Channel, the And uh his uh his his handles on social media, um J 7 You can follow him at J Lighty7. Uh, all over the place. So make sure you go follow uh, Jeff Leicy Jr. Make sure you subscribe to the BlackBossChannel.com. That is a platform where black men do black black men do all the commentary on their platform uh, because we want to make sure black men have voice. So if you are a black man or you want to hear from black men, <clears throat> which uh, we got a lot of smart brothers over there like Jeff, uh, go check it out. Uh, The We want black men to be bosses. We believe black men are kings. We believe black men have to just ignite their great natural greatness. And that's what we're seeking to do. So thank you guys. Uh, We appreciate your time. Hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button on your way out. Uh, Thanks a lot, Jeff. I appreciate it, man. And uh, see you guys uh, real soon. Take care. Peace.